dig. Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. Here's what we're digging on today. Hey, everybody, have you seen my balls? They're big and salty and brown. Butters, okay. that's me. People are like, do you think you're Legolas or something, bro? Hell, motherfucking yeah, we get a Sarlacc pit. All right, welcome back to the Things We Dig podcast. It's great to see your guys' faces again. Once again, the name is Dave. Hey, fellas and listeners, Chris Fig, ready to dig. Yo, yo, what's up? It's Alex. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. It's the other Chris. <laughs> Hope you all had a great holiday out there. All of our cherished listeners and friends and family that are listening to this pod, maybe just ourselves. We don't know. We don't know. But thank you if you're out there listening. We're going to keep on doing it. <laughs> yes. This week was actually my pick and I chose to go with South Park. I know we've all seen the newest COVID special, but then when I was thinking about that pick, I Trey uh, Parker and Matt Stone have s- done so much in their careers and are just so cool overall that I figured we could kind of just talk about them and the things that they've done. I prepared a little intro here, guys, but uh, Randolph Severn, Trey Parker III. Randolph? (laughs) That is his full name. Was born in Conifer, Colorado, the son of an insurance saleswoman, Sharon, and a geologist, Randolph Randy Parker. So right off the bat, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. That's a little thing that I did not know. Uh, They based Sharon and Randy off of his parents. But as he grew older, he joined musical theater. He went on to attend Berkeley College of Music before transferring to the University of Colorado at Boulder, where, of course, he met Matt Stone. And Matt Stone was actually born in Houston, Texas, where he moved to Boulder, to Colorado as a young child, to Littleton. And what are his uh, parents' names, guys? Gerald and Sheila. They're obviously based off of Gerald and Sheila Broflovsky, Kyle's yes. parents. Okay. These two met, though, in, in college, and right off the bat, when they met in a film class, they hit it off. And at one point, I think it was Matt Stone said they were making a film a day, like a short film a day, just cranking them out. And that's wow. how good their chemistry has just always been. And that shines through all of their work. And I mean, from that first film, American History, it led to a short film they did, like a Christmas card. It was, I believe it was just a digital Christmas card. And it was Jesus versus Frosty, I believe. The Spirit of Christmas. Was it the South Park Jesus? Yes. And you can, yes. I believe you can still find this out there on YouTube. And it's just, you know, a very like watered down looking version of mm-hmm. South Park and even Jesus. Because they didn't exactly do the a same. Jesus boxing Satan one time? Or they, that... Yeah, I think they did that in an episode. Oh, okay. But awesome. in 1997, South Park, the show that we all love and admire came to be. Uh, I have a question out there for you guys. Do you remember where you were or how old you were when you first watched South Park? Was it right off the bat for you? Or was it something you discovered later on? But what what year did you say South Park started? 97? 97. That's crazy, y'all. We were fucking 10 and 9 years old. August 13th. 1997. Really? Wow. I mean, it's a, uh, do you remember South Park being on Comedy Central and it just being like next level, what the fuck? Cause they were cussing left and right, doing ridiculous stuff. And I'm, I mean, South Park had to deal with the FCC like crazy with all the shit they did. Um, and I just remember that kind of like really 
I mean, I feel like they gained notoriety through that because I almost remember like, what? This show's fucking crazy. Like they're they're being crazy on it. Just Cartman. I just think Cartman, man. Um, and how how his voice was just raspier than ever when he first started. That was my moment that I can remember. I, I remember right off the bat watching it as well and going to my grandparents' house. My uncle lived with them and I was watching it with him and it's the episode where Cartman gets the inseminated by the aliens and he like finally it comes out he's like farting fire the whole fucking episode yeah, and stuff dude, and fucking that might have been one of the first seasons right dude that is cuss- the first episode yeah. of the show and oh, they're okay. so they're just so like crude like the animation was like nothing you'd ever seen and it was like it was just a, a at the first episode was honestly just kind of shocking more so than anything and it left you especially younger viewers being like oh, I want to see more of this. Do you guys remember V-chips? They were like put in cable boxes or like remote controls to like censor certain shows if they were a certain rating. Uh-oh. Oh, really? No, I, d- I never knew about those. And Comedy Central marketed the show so aggressively before its launch, they billed it as why they created the V-chip, but it resulted in a buzz that led the network to earning an estimated $30 million in t-shirt sales alone before the first episode even aired. Wow. Oh, so my before goodness. Before the show ever even aired, they already had 30 mil off merchandise. Holy shit, dude. Man. That was in 97. Yeah. yeah. So Isn't that pretty wild? Uh, I mean, that just shows, I mean, like, and they showed after that they were talented because sometimes like shock, shock and awe is what you need to get people's attention. And they're like, guys, Yo, we're going to fucking shock you. Do you guys remember though? I do remember having, having the feeling because I was only like Alex said, like 10 years old. So we were children and I felt like it was for 1997. It was like pushing the boundaries. And I remember being like, dang, like they're allowed to say this on TV, like on a cartoon. Back when you couldn't well. really say anything. Yeah. My first experience with South Park was like my older brother. He was probably 13 or 14 when it started coming out. So he would always be watching it and I'd watch it with him. And I remember having that same feeling of like, damn, the things they're saying and doing in this show is like not the Simpsons. You know, to me, the Simpsons was like the bad thing. It's like, oh, this and they're doing crazy stuff. And then you watch South Park. You're like, oh, my gosh, it was Mm -hmm. definitely the first like. I don't know if it was the first adult cartoon, but in my world, it was definitely the first adult cartoon. And I've been hooked on that shit ever since, man. Dude, I agree. Yeah, the first time, I think I remember one of my friends back in elementary school had the movie, the South Park movie, which came out in 1999. And I remember he's like, I got a, I got a copy of it. It was on Comedy Central. I think one of our other friends maybe taped it. So we had like the TV version of it. That's how old we are. We could tape stuff in VCR still back in the day. (laughs) And I spent the night at his house. And I remember he's like, we're going to watch it. Like my mom's going to think we're watching, you know, whatever. Like she, because, you know, like you guys are saying, I wasn't, I remember not being allowed to watch South Park. Even the Simpsons, like you said, Chris, my mom kind of like, ooh, like Simpsons. It's kind of an adult TV show. Maybe you shouldn't be watching it. South Park makes the Simpsons look like the Care Bears in comparison, <laughs> right? You're like, dude, the Simpsons, like there's nothing really that wrong with it. But then you watch South Park. I remember, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but in the movie, Cartman tells Mr. Garrison, suck my balls, Mr. Garrison. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is what? Like, he's saying oh, this yeah. on live TV right now. So it definitely sparked a whole lot of other cartoons that came to be, to be a little bit more crude and, you know, a little bit more edgier. Oh, dude, that's at the bar, man. That movie alone, I think I've watched more times than I could count. It is 100% true. Like The Simpsons, and I guess that was the time, dude. Maybe it's because there was just network television, so there wasn't a lot 
for you to see. So the Simpsons maybe was just at the time that show that parents were like, no, if you're too young to watch this and it's bad. But then, yeah, South Park, like you guys said, came along and fucking blew the doors down, man. But those dudes, even after making thir- that 30 million before the show even aired, which should be an indication it's going to be good by the end of 98. They made 150 million in merchandise alone, which is pretty wild, dude. Damn. It opened the door for like Comedy Central to do a lot more as a network. So they owe a shitload to South Park, man. That's crazy. Um, but 99, bigger, longer, and uncut. Did you guys see this movie when it first came out, man? Because we were pretty young. I know for sure my parents would not allow me to go see this movie at the time. I did not get to go see the movie in theaters, but like I said, my older brother, man, I, before I saw the movie, my cousin from uh, Iowa was in town and he had the soundtrack on a CD <laughs> and him and my brother were listening to it up in my brother's room and my mom, like, I don't know, back in the day, sometimes it was like my cousins and family and stuff, you know, they loosen the rules a little bit. She's like, you can go listen to it with him. I know it's bad. It can't be that bad though. And I walked in and it was like, <laughs> oh, oh guys, mom's a big fat bitch. It's big. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. I and I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, I never heard anything like that, dude. It blew my mind. And then uh, I forget how I was able to see the movie shortly after maybe again through my brother. But I've seen that movie like Alex so many times now that I bet if you put it on today, I could recite almost every word from it along with the movie, dude. So fucking good. The music that you said is funny because I could think off topic multiple songs but the one was the the where they're in canada and there's like shut your fucking face somebody fucks uncles just like you like you shut your fucking face and it's terrence and philip the most ridiculous duo that just farts and just they're the the canadian just <laughs> you assholes. Lo- you loved our movie conan <laughs> <laughs> dude the the brian boitano song it's all about that olympic fucking figure skater and about saving the world and shit it's fucking they love it probably kicking ass yeah. or two that's, that's what, what brian boitano do i love that you guys brought all of that up because they were they were given the green light to have the second and third season but they were quoted as saying it was disastrous uh i think it was just a lot of stress you know like trying to live up to it and they they in this time period always thought it was going to be taken away from them like at any second so when they were given the the green light to do a, a movie a, a feature full-length film dude they gave them the money and they decided fuck it let's just do and they fully committed to a musical and that's just how these dudes are you know they never really really go by any rules or anything. And I think that's why it always works and they're trendsetters. But yeah, I remember being a kid, man. And the first time that I saw this movie, I was probably in high school, I think. And um, Alex used to come over to my house back oh, then yeah. along with another friend of ours. And <laughs> this is back when it first aired at midnight on Comedy Central. So it was uncensored. I guess uncensored, they could uncensor yeah. it. Yeah. So I took a VHS tape and put it in and recorded the movie. And it was kind of funny because it had that on there. And then like five hours worth of Girls Gone Wild uh, doggy <laughs> style info <laughs> commercials. Too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think my mom found that one day and was like, what do you have on this VHS? <laughs> like south park did you watch it like i know i I had to rewind it back to the beginning i was like south park which was the commercials dave that really (laughs) got me i remember yeah uh, we used to we used to spend the night they'd spend the night at my house and we'd watch that movie all the time dude and it was hilarious good times the fact that you said that they they jumped in and decided to do a musical i mean i'm one of the first people to admit i've always been like yeah i don't like musicals 
But that's bullshit because there's so many movies that I love. And it's like when they can take a movie and make it a musical and grab your attention without you thinking it's a musical, Trey and Matt Stone um, have done that for sure. South Park is through and through a musical show, movie, everything throughout it is a musical. And most of the most of the followers are not musical fans. Do you guys remember, though, too, at the time, man, that movie was even crazier, obviously, than the show because they could get away with more. But they had to really push for the rated R, uh, for the R rating. Uh, the network, or I guess the ratings board, it were like insisting that it was NC-17. And wow. I mean, for at, at the time, I mean, even like Satan and fucking Saddam Hussein, the whole movie is such a preposterous and like hilarious thing. But it's just Saddam wanting to like fuck Satan the whole movie. <laughs> like they're just in a gay relationship together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to bring that Satan. <laughs> Come on, guy. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. That that was like another like part of the movie where it obviously led up to being like a full circle like Saddam Hussein's like the main bad guy of the movie, but just when they would cut to him and like they even put out like a dick too, like a cut out <laughs> dick. He's like, "Come on, Thane, you don't want to you want to touch it?" He's like flipping it around, yeah. And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, like hilarious, dude. Even dude, it, it just goes to show you like how our humor is today i think definitely south park had a big part in that because even at like 10 years old like you said dave that's when i first saw it you're like oh like this is hilarious like this is really funny and even though maybe sometimes you don't get a lot of jokes like you watch it later on you're like holy shit like I didn't realize that's what they were talking about when I was a kid because I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that shit was definitely, I bet if I went back and watched it now, I'd catch some jokes, but there was this ridiculous moment after moment. And you said that came out of 98? 99 was the movie. Oh, okay. So like two years, roughly, maybe they had two seasons before coming out with that. Like the fact that they came out with a movie two seasons after coming out and now that's been and you know fast forward to now and it's like they can't stop won't stop yeah dude and it used to also just take them forever i guess with the process to make the show and that's why i think the show i don't know when they precisely like when they did change it but you can tell i think that's when the show took on a completely different tone uh from those earlier seasons i think like maybe season four but they changed the process and i don't know if you guys ever saw that comedy central special where they make an episode in one week so they literally see like the political landscape and what's happening in the world and they're able to create a show and they they like have sometimes have pushed it to the very deadline of like mm -hmm. hours before air before the show will go on air so that keeps them on their toes they say and keeps the show fresh but i think that's pretty fucking cool dude and also just crazy when you really break that down and think about it yeah it's like procrastination man everybody everybody's a procrastinator but i do agree that i think you work best sometimes under pressure where it's like all right we got six months to get this figured out guys it's like no you have three days to get this shit done and it has to be good because they just keep setting the bar, the bar higher and higher. Dude, it was really cool to catch South Park like at the age that I was in the beginning because it was like that. I mean, it's crass and crude humor the whole time. But the first few, I don't know how many seasons were just like humor and funny and like adult toilet humor, like hilarious shit. And then like as I got older, my humor evolved. The show also like started to evolve its humor, like you were saying, Dave. And they got this quick turnaround time and then they became like master satirist satire satires on current events yeah. dude like shit would happen and the next week south park had a crazy good take on it that was also hilarious at the same time and they did that and 
they've done that consistently for like 20 years now it's insane to this day they still like the pandemic special hits on it so (laughs) fucking well it's like how do you guys how have you done this so well for so long like every things like the simpsons and family guy i feel like have fell off so hard after a certain point where Mm -hmm. south park maybe had dips but it it stayed uh, very strong yeah i mean i agree i mean i think they're just the masters of this craft now i mean i wonder if it is hard for them at this point you know they've been doing it like you said for 20 years but it's also another reason why they've been doing it for 20 years they're just that good at it but i'm curious if they maybe hit some type of writer's block creative block you know with you know be doing this process for so long they obviously got it down a little bit better but i still wonder if maybe they have some type of like oh shit, like what are we going to talk about for this week and like you were saying dave like getting right to the end moment of a deadline and being like, oh shit, like, is this what we're doing? Like, you got to get to a certain point where like, we have a couple days, this is the topic we're going to go on and let's just go with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be curious on that. Yeah, dude, completely. And uh, even this show just being coming out in like 98, it was almost like them growing up too, you know, in front of our eyes, they were so young when it started. And then by those like four or five years, they're starting to get, you know, until they're like, like what mid 20s or so or late 20s i don't know how old they were precisely but the show's just evolved into such a crazy part of just like pop culture or culture just overall man i mean they mm. have such a far reach worldwide that they made that muhammad episode and got death threats and you know oh, dude, we're yeah. like like just s- blurred serious out, right? watch lists yeah i thought <laughs> i mean they they killed it they like they've, they've grown so much they started out as kind of like fart jokes and and pp humor <laughs> if that's even a thing and they, they still do it man <laughs> and it, they still do it but now like it's crazy because like each episode kind of ran on its own and now when you watch a season the past couple seasons were like they, they had a story to tell from beginning to end and continue on to the next season and actually have kept going it seemed like once they started that the story has just been just been running uh all the way up till till now yeah, yeah. the covid really special cool. so i'm curious to see what the next step is for them so before we get too far off of that movie, though, bigger, longer, uncut, uh, you guys might remember. I'm, I'm sure once I jog your memory, you will. But they were nominated for an Oscar for that film. I believe it was for the song "Blame Canada," <laughs> and oh, wow. they showed up in dresses, uh, specifically Gwyneth Paltrow's and Jennifer Lopez's dresses that they wore earlier that year that were pretty shocking. Awesome, but. They decided to eat a sugar cube each with a hit of acid on it. So these dudes rolled up to the Oscars wearing dresses with a hit of acid. And I could not even imagine doing that first off. But do you guys, have you ever heard of this story? Dude, I have heard this story and seen like interviews and stuff with them talking about it. And it's so wild to think about. I may or may not know what it's like to be on acid, but to think about having to go and do an award show and talk and like red carpet, get pictures taken and be in a dress at the same time. has to be one of the craziest fucking experiences of your whole life. Even if you weren't on drugs, man, like that would be just so strange and surreal. So to be losing your mind, I assume at the same time, it's like, and and when you watch them on the red carpet, they're getting asked questions. Like they look fucked up, but they don't seem like that. Like like, damn, you guys are holding your own pretty fucking good. I was going to say, like, I just watched the interview when I was kind of researching this shit. And uh, exactly like you said, they're sitting there and Trey's just like, I mean, I could not imagine doing that shit now. He's like, it sounds so wild. He's like going to the Oscars on acid. He's like, no, I, you don't know if you're going to freak out or what you're going to do. And he's yeah. like, but um, he said, like, Confidence. when they, they were in there, 
and they were coming down and he's like, and it sucked because the Oscars are so boring and you're in there for hours. <laughs> and he's like, we were just coming down off acid. Like, oh man. <laughs> but I there is imagine. also another interview of them on the red carpet. And it's funny because they're both walking. And at this point they have suits on now. So it must be after where they're like in that like come down period, you know? And Matt just keeps walking and he has like a big fro. This was like the basketball era. And he's like walking and he looks at the camera and just walks really fast and they grab Trey and he's just chomping on gum, dude. The entire <laughs> interview just talking. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hilarious. Man. That's awesome. I wonder how many times during the night when they were like at their peak of tripping that they're like, why the fuck am I in a dress right now? Oh man. <laughs> I know that would be a trip. Like they think they're JLo. Oh, another awesome thing was when anybody on the red carpet interviewing them asked about the dresses, they never mentioned that they were wearing dresses. They just didn't acknowledge it. They'd be like, so what's with the dresses? And they'd be like, it's a beautiful night. You know, there's celebrities out. Everybody's <laughs> I'm here. Thankful to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, that's just so smart, massive, man. massive trolls. And I guess they even said there were celebrities there that like scolded them and were pissed that they were wow. like making mockery. And they're all like, they were like, really? They're like, this whole thing is bullshit. I they're know. like, this doesn't mean anything. They saw it before most people did, man. All that shit. They're just making chess moves, man. Like, I don't know. Simpsons, shout out to Simpsons killing it. But yeah, the fact that not realizing South Park really was that kind of a uh, catalyst to, to help Comedy Central. And look where Comedy Central is now. Um, and I could say oh, that for other TV in networks. In the gutter. <laughs> and I, I never i never watch any that fucking place they well, have yeah. uh they have south park and ridiculous i would say where they <laughs> where they became after south park they became huge and comedy central was great now we all probably they don't watch definitely did on. rule the late 90s and like the the what is that early, the early is that 2000s the, the 2000 2010 is it the odds yeah yeah the, the, the late 1900s and yes. <laughs> the early 2000s back in time. I still think the early the 2000s 2000. is like five years ago. And I felt that way for the last 15 years. Yeah. Imagine yeah. when people say like, I exactly. think I will forever. Well, nowadays, <laughs> they they obviously have ran their, made their run with the streaming services. Now they have new contracts where they do these specials instead of seasons. And I haven't researched into that too much. I don't know if seasons will be coming back. Do you guys know about that? Uh, to my knowledge, they'll still be doing seasons normally on Comedy Central following their regular storyline. But, and then these specials will be something on the side with Paramount where they do like different storylines, like what they're, what they're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. They're signed on for like 14, 12, I, I thought. Yeah, yeah, maybe 14, for 12. yeah. So if they did, so yeah, I am curious. So like you said, it's cool to know they're going to stick with Comedy Central and keep going. And I mean, all of these specials have been nuts, dude. I mean, with obviously the pandemic and how it started, according to them, was Randy fucking a pangolin, chill, <laughs> partying hardcore with Mickey Mouse. With Mickey there. Mouse. If you're familiar, a bats, listeners, yeah, if you're familiar that episode, with Mickey Mouse in the South Park universe yeah. out there, he is fucking wild. <laughs> that is bar none. That is arguably one of the most craziest South Park episodes, I think. <laughs> so good, man. And there's a lot. There's a lot out there. But then coming to this new episode, man, I didn't know where they would take it or anything or how I'd feel about it. But them making them adults was so gratifying to see and hilarious. And my biggest question for you guys is Cartman being a Jewish rabbi now with his own family and children. Is this a long con employee just to get it fucking Kyle? 
is Kyle right? Oh yeah, dude. It's it's definitely <laughs> a long con, man. I mean, it's Cartman. He's a piece of shit. He's always been a piece of shit. I mean, no no spoilers, but as you get into the second one and beyond, it kind of seems like like it leans more towards he is a piece of shit. But I, I really liked for the future thing that they all were kind of uh no one like was super successful and made it they all just were kind of average like just average people you know they didn't try to make it like <laughs> the boys all became crazy successful or crazy depressed in this they're just, like just normal mm-hmm. fucking adults kind of living in mediocrity i don't know no. I thought that was hilarious <laughs> what sadly not no i won't say it but we all know at the ending of the episode when they fix things cartman is not in the best place um, at the end oh, of that. Yeah. If you guys remember, dude, he's uh, quite fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was crazy. That was just like a hilarious moment at the end, just like a cherry on top of it all, dude. Well, I love how it even started with the first one with like uh, Stan and he's with who you think is like his girlfriend or wife. And she's like kind of nagging him a little bit. And he's just like, Alexa, <laughs> stop. And she just disappears. <laughs> and it was the newest version of Alexa is like a real lady who will just like disappear and shit she's just always talking shit to him but i was like (laughs) this is so south park because up to that point it was pretty serious and i was like oh how's this gonna be and then when they're in the car and he tells her alexa stop and she disappears i was like okay this is fucking yeah she's like i found uh something on the web that you might like would you like to hear more (laughs) it's like like this dysfunctional fucking wife and they hate each other and stuff and oh my god man they did that shit so perfectly (laughs) yeah that was one ongoing joke that i thought was just hilarious and you can tell he was like losing his temper and he was like trying to be nice like no no no, that that's a good idea yes i appreciate that well (laughs) the best part that i just thought of was they all are average everyone but kenny who is a very successful like scientist almost playboy type of character man and he looks hilarious like a complete like stoner mm-hmm. almost it's like beard, beard is now covering his face instead of the 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 beanie or the sorry the hood oh and can we can we bring this up was this the first time that they dropped dong on south park kenny's dead body no no they definitely have they've dropped dong several times on south park <laughs> so most of when carbon thinks he's invisible in the ninja episode and he takes and follows clothes yes stage that's such a good episode, dude. Oh my might, god. Might have been illegal. Who knows? Oh my god. And that that's so drawn out too of him just slowly creeping oh, and yeah. everybody looking at him. Dude, but the the future episode, man, him being a scientist was hilarious. But what I thought was even better was my fucking man Butters, aka Victor Chouse, being a goddamn NFT salesman, dude. I me and my on this pod, we've talked about NFTs, and me and my coworkers oh. have joked about it a lot. So to see them rip it apart was fucking so hilarious and satisfying for me, man. Butters oh, yeah. was such a psychopath, just the yeah. way he looked, dude, and how he still spoke. <laughs> oh, and his suit and everything. And uh, yeah, I think even even to, to people I know that are huge into NFTs, we're just like, man, they nailed it, dude. Like, it was hilarious. It's like killed everybody. It's like, it was a bloodbath, man. It's like, but I got this cool little turtle uh, <laughs> picture right here. And it's just like, all right. <laughs> The funniest <laughs> NFT that they showed was the the Tom Brady one with the rainbow. And like yeah. it farted. I was like, what? Like that's what I think NFTs are. I'm like, it's just so dumb, random photos that people are like buying and selling for loads mm-hmm. of fucking money. Oh, my, man. Oh, my coworker showed me a picture of one. It's like a cartoon penguin and he bought it for 20 bucks and sold it for like a hundred and something. And I'm like, what? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's getting quite 
complicated now, but yeah. I, His name was uh, Victor Chouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, Cartman takes Victor Chouse into the the place where they're trying to time travel. And he's just like, all right, Butters. He's like, do your thing. And he like walks away. He's like, he ladies and gentlemen, I need you. I would like you to listen to a very important investment opportunity or something. And everybody's That's the just best. like, Yeah, they, they killed it with this one. I thought the first one was pretty good. And then the second one was fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah. Just all the little things, like just to go back and catch them. All the little things. I'm almost a little uh, sad that they didn't take it a little longer. I thought they were going to do more of the COVID. They kind of ended it. And I thought, man, I thought it was going to go longer than that, but still excited with what they're going to do. And I liked it, but um, it ended quicker than I thought it was going to. Yeah, it was good though, man. It was really funny. All these specials, I feel like built up and got better and better as each one was released. Um, Marijuana, man. Saved the day. Integrity. Integrity Farms. One show that I totally forgot about that was on Comedy Central was That's My Bush. Do you remember that show? They created that show, dude, and it was about George Bush. They were either going to make it about George Bush or um, Al Gore, whoever won the election. And so they, and like, or I forget, maybe not Gore, but dude, but Bush won and it was called That's My Bush. It was only on from 2000 to 2001. And the production on the show, it cost them more to produce the show than what they were getting from the show. But if you guys look this up, man, I totally remember this. And it was such a close election. They didn't know. They said they were 95% sure that uh, Al Gore would win. So it was going to be called Everybody Loves Al. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then George Bush won and they it was that's my bush. And let's see, it was um it says production cost was way too high per episode, one million dollars. Wow. Yeah. So dude, I it was a blast from the past. Totally would have never remembered this. It was tucked away in the one of the vaults in wow. my brain. And he incepted it out when I was researching. Yeah, I barely remember that. They've got but, some hidden gems for sure. But yeah, dude, that, they went from That's My Bush to Team America, which, of course, we could do a whole pod on Team America oh, by itself, man. dude. Hilarious. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, though, I've seen they said they would never, ever do another marionette movie just because it took them forever. And it took so many people and so many puppeteers to create this movie and all the different sets. It's a beautiful movie, but... It was so oh my God, yeah. painstakingly made that they, they would never do it again. Arguably haven't made a movie like that. I'm saying anybody hasn't really made a puppet movie to that detail ever. And yeah. I know it's probably been out there, but that shit was next level. And they took the most ridiculous concepts, but did really high tech puppeteering. Matt it was fucking crazy. Damon. <laughs> with, with dude, the film actors with guild. Regards, regards. Um, guys. <laughs> yeah, dude. I almost feel like we should do just a pod on that. Durka, Durka, Durka. Muhammad Jihad. <laughs> I know. I was going to ask, like, is there even another movie like Team America that they've used? I mean, I know there's stop animation, of course, but this is not stop animation. Like you said, it's marionette. Blatant strings. Like, they did not try to hide. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. Nothing I can think of. At least nothing that ever no. gained dude, any notoriety or to that caliber. The most successful. The best thing is the very opening scene is some shitty looking marionette. And you're like, oh my God. And it pans out to beautiful Paris. And it's some puppet doing the marionettes. And you're just like, oh my God. The behind the scenes, I feel like the cost and production of that movie was quite high. Dude, dare I say that shit was magical, man. That opening scene. You're just like, holy shit. I was blown away by that. We were not 18 yet when that movie came out. Not as good as the sex scene, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just saying. 
I was uh, on Reddit. It was like, what is the most uh, unnecessary sex scene in a movie? And that was one of the ones that popped in my head. It was so ridiculous and over the top, man. I saw a fact about that, that they filmed that and they filmed it for so long and with so many other positions and made it so much more intense just so they could get the sex scene approved because they're like, if you come at them with something so over the top, they'll allow you to censor it down. So if they would have just had them doing what they have them doing at first, they would have said no. <laughs> so they had like way worse scenes than that. Behind the scenes. That I've is funny. It. I love how they choreograph like some of the hand to hand fight scenes. I think maybe they got to a point where they're like, how the fuck are we going to do this? It's like, Let's just mash their bodies together, <laughs> make it hilarious, and people will be like, oh, this is funny, and it worked. I don't know if that's the, the reasoning, but yeah, it's, oh, man. Damn. So- I bet they tried, like you said, and they're like, yo, this is fucking Dude. too hard. So just to sum it up a little, this is just a little of those facts of what I was kind of touching on. It says, Team America was produced using a crew of about 200 people, sometimes required four people at a time, were needed to manipulate a marionette. Um, it also says that... <laughs> The deadline for the film's completion took a toll on both filmmakers, as did various difficulties in working with puppets, with Stone, who described the film as the worst time of his life, resorting to coffee to work 20-hour days and sleeping pills to enable him to rest. And the film was barely completed for its October release date. Wow. So, I mean, I'm glad they did it, man, but you can tell how much they put into that shit. And And isn't it it crazy how you can put so much time in a movie and like like we said, we think it's great and definitely ahead of its time. Even like, I wouldn't say masterpiece, but just something we really do cherish. And I feel like that movie didn't really get a whole lot of like like recognition, right? It sort of flew under the radar mm-hmm. a bit. So oh, yeah. It just says reviews were positive, but the film made a modest sum at the box office. I'm sure compared to what, uh, what the production cost was on it. And I think it's just like a big fuck you to everybody that they are willing to put so much like artistic beauty into a movie. But at the same time, it was just the humor and everything was just dirty and raunchy and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But I imagine like couldn't see that with my, my my mom. And probably if they saw it today, they'd just be like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but it just I'd watch, like, it. I'd watch yeah. it with your parents before I watch it with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those movies like they don't give a fuck. They're like, hey, we're going to do some next level shit, but we don't care what you think. We're going to do something funny with it mm-hmm. and uh, insulting. I'm sure like well, they tried to that movie. Could that movie come out today? I don't, I don't know. Well, they, they did a good job of how they always can like make fun of celebrities too, man. They have like a very good way of like making fun of them in a satirical way. Oh, but they blasted. Them. Also, we could talk all day about team America. Fucking great film, dude. But moving on to the next was the book of Mormon 2011 through the present. It's done so well that it's still running, dude. I know Chris has seen it. I hear great things about it. I personally was, uh, raised in the Mormon church. So I would love to go see this film, man. I mean, film this uh, play. I hear that it's awesome and just a great time. Yeah, I saw it with uh, my fiance at the time, now my wife, and some other of my family members. And dude, uh, a bunch of different people with a bunch of different styles of humors and interests. So I was like, I wonder how everyone's going to take this. Everyone was dying laughing. Like it was so fucking hilarious. If I ever had the chance to see it again, I would for sure see it again. Mm. They killed it. And it just like, like Team America, it just made me think like everything that they do and sink their hands into, or like Alex was saying, just such musical talent and everything they do. Like they made a fucking Broadway musical and it's one of the dopest things I've ever seen, man. 
It's very cool. Mm-hmm. They started production or just thinking of writing the music and songs while they were finishing up Team America. And they centered it around Mormonism. I know that there's a lot of where they were raised. I think there was like a heavy Mormon influence there. So I think... Uh, Trey, I think I've seen somewhere he's just always said he's always kind of been a little fascinated by the religion, you know, which we've seen the South South Park episodes where they've touched on it. But um, it says they started writing the songs in 2006. Workshops workshops began in 2008, and then they did workshops over the next four years, and they released it in 2010. So they worked on this for a very long time, man. Yeah, I mean to think that uh, they came into a uh, area of music and theater that people were very kind of I hate to say stuck up and probably very pompous, but these dudes come in, make this, they win a fucking Tony Award which is like the top tier award in Broadway. So, so it's awesome. just like a big like F you to all almost these won other an o- dudes. Almost won an Oscar too. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah, they're I mean, no so joke. Like just man. to show how capable they are. And it sucks because I would love to see the Book of Mormon, but it's in, it's, it's, it's uh, that popular that to get tickets, they sell out. I mean, you, you have to either pay a lot or you got to know somebody or good luck. It says it says originally producer Scott Rudin planned to stage the Book of Mormon off broad, Broadway at the New York Theater Workshop in summer 2010, but opted to premiere it directly on Broadway since the guys Parker and Stone work best when the stakes are highest. Mm-hmm. Good, man. I mean, they kicked ass. I'm I'm I can't wait for their next movie um and maybe they keep setting the bar higher and higher but what would you guys want to see them do next i would like them to do almost something serious like something almost like when like say like key and peel did their thing and then what's his name came out with that movie us and just kind of blew everybody away we're like holy shit you do these you do this kind of stuff like Trey and Matt do something that be like a horror movie or something that's really serious, but has some like kind of really like maybe satire undertones. I don't know. That would be really cool to see too. Or even if it was comedy, I would also like to see them do a return to like a live action film. What is basketball? Was that the last live action film they did? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, possibly. Uh, Team America's, I guess. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. No, I Team think Am- it was basketball. Did yeah. they not do one about a porn star? Yeah, that was Orgasmo. Yeah. That was their one of their first films. So yeah, to do something live action and modern today's, you know, technology and their their writing skills and directing stuff, that'd be really cool. Or I mean, honestly, even if they just keep making South Park at a very high level, I'll be satisfied with that because I it's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, just I mean, what they're doing, satire and not making fun of one group, making fun of all groups and doing it just flawlessly. Um, fuck it, keep going. Simpsons is Dude. doing it. And then um, just a, a little interesting fact to touch on that. I never realized this, but 2013 through present, important studios and future projects. It says they founded their own film production company called Important Studios, inspired by Lucasfilm and DreamWorks. For It's valued at $300 million. So, I mean, the future is wide open once they're like, we're done with South Park. I could see them making a wide variety of films like you were saying, Al. I mean, they're super talented. So sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would love to see what they come up with next. And Alex, you mentioned the key and pill. I wonder how they would do with a sketch comedy, like a live, obviously a live action, or maybe they can do something that's a little bit different, stop animation. I don't know if they would mm-hmm. want to go that route, but I would love to see them do some type of sketch comedy with South Park, basketball, Team America humor. I think that'd be great. 
Yeah, sky's the limit, man. I, I'm I'm sure they'll. Uh, I'm sure they're already thinking twenty thousand steps ahead of us, and they've got it all figured out. Um, hopefully, we'll see something above the level of Team America. Just just them blowing it out of the water. Who knows? Maybe do animation. Maybe do sketch comedy. Oh yeah. Or maybe yeah. they'll just flip the script and do something really deep well, and dark. Chris Chris had mentioned basketball that came out in '98, and if you guys remember, that's when the bigger, longer, uncut was slated to come out in '99. So it was the first season of South Park. They didn't know if they'd get renewed, so they said they were taking any and every offer that came their way at the time because they were really afraid that it was just going to be taken away. So that's what basketball was kind of a product of which i'd say as a cult following i don't think it did very well in the box office dude but it's such a fucking funny movie it's definitely a movie i don't think i saw it in theaters but definitely a movie i feel like had a somewhat of a cult following afterwards which a lot of movies happen that way maybe south park team america getting popular and you know the their movie coming out maybe people are like oh like basketball these are that same guys these are actually them in the movie so i think that's maybe why it developed a cult following for at mm-hmm. least a couple years. I don't know how well or how often people are watching that movie now, but it's it's pretty hilarious, man. It's fun as hell. Orgasmo too is actually mm-hmm. quite hilarious. And Orgasmo was released one year prior in 1997. My uncle owned that movie. And when I was a kid, just from the like name, when I got a little older, I was like, dude, is this like a porno like in his room? <laughs> and then I like tried to watch it and I was like, oh, it's a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's kind of based on a porno. had like lotion in one hand, tissues in the other, and you're like, oh, this is not a porno? <laughs> the fuck? It's like you're watching yeah. Orgasmo with uh, wow. some Johnson baby uh, oil? <laughs> let, let down. Oh. Halle Berry, here That's I That's why Dave picked <laughs> this topic, dude. He's a big fan. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. Bigger, longer, uh-huh. uncut. So I know throughout this conversation, guys, I've alluded to the fact that I absolutely love South Park and I've kept up with it consistently over the years. Maybe I missed, you know, some episodes here or there, half a season and had to go back and watch it. And uh, I've loved it the whole time. So have you guys kept up with the show? Do you still watch it now? Do you think after this pod, you will watch it more? I definitely have fallen off. I, I think I watched a little bit and... I hardly could call myself a, a true fan, but I've watched enough and I've definitely fell off, I think, for a solid like six seasons and missed a huge chunk. But I could say I was strong in the beginning and then towards the end when they started getting really satirical and, and, and current events, uh, jumped right back in it. I need to go it's- back and catch up on it. I'd say I've I've kind of gone in and out of it, man. Definitely when we were younger, especially high school, watched it every Wednesday, I think it came out. And then even like directly out of high school. And then there might've been a couple of years there where I took a step away, but my cousin is also really into South Park. So he always brought me back into it, dude. He would let me know if the season was funny and I'd check it out. So I'd say I've stayed pretty up to date on the show and I will definitely continue to watch it. I think it's funnier than ever right now. I would say I definitely fallen off pretty hard like you guys said we watched it as kids throughout junior high high school i even think uh shout out to uncle bobby b i feel like he was really heavy into south park and he would kind of make it a point for us Mm -hmm. to watch it with him so throughout like high school and a little bit after high school we would all watch it but definitely recent years I, i haven't really kept up with it but this this uh covid special episode was hilarious i was telling you guys earlier before the pod so i was like damn there's a lot that i'm missing out on so definitely have to check back with south park and keep myself up to date 
Yeah, these uh, I would say personally, there was a lull maybe four or five seasons ago for a couple seasons. The, the story got a little wonky, but these last two or three have been 10 out of 10, man. So if you're going to jump back in, definitely the recent episodes are a good place to start. Completely, man. I agree 100%. But I have another question for you guys. I feel like South Park is from an era and maybe because how we were talking earlier, we all grew up with it, but it almost seems like an uncanceled, like you can't cancel it. You know what I mean? I was going to say cancelable. Is that even a word? Like you just, I don't think it's something like you just from the era that it's from, they seem to almost the way that they write and how they're clever about it, it keeps them in a way almost like a comedian. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I feel like they're a need, a much needed voice. Just they seem to be such a heavy hitter and they're so satirical and they poke fun at like things that need to be poked fun at. So once they're gone, do you think anybody else will step up in that place or will that be something that's kind of left in the past, like a relic? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't think anyone will be killing be able to come into that place simply because the culture we live in now, I mean, whether you like it or not, it can't do the things that South Park, that you couldn't just jump in now and be that offensive. People would cancel you right away. Someone earlier alluded to the fact that South Park makes fun of like everyone equally. And I think that's how they get away with it. They have 20, 25 years of like consistently taking shots at everyone themselves, mm-hmm. you know, a- any demographic you can think of equally and they never have pulled their punches and they've never really apologized and no one else has kind of done that. And so they kind of exist alone in that space with like, Hey, I've- they can say, you know, look, we, we do this to everyone. You, you can't say like that we're singling you out. So I've, I totally agree. And I feel like there's things from around the same time that are still around, like for instance, Dave Chappelle and like Eminem, how they still have like done their careers, what they've done their entire career and they're still doing it and they're still killing it. And some people get upset, but I don't think they're going to go away or get canceled, man. You know what I mean? And I think it's like a necessary thing almost in society to have comedians especially or just people that are so clever and so witty like you said chris that they're able to make fun of everybody and we can all laugh at each other and at ourselves yeah i think if south park was going to get canceled it would have been a long time ago which obviously you guys had mentioned they just push the envelope and i feel like we need that it's comedy everyone knows it's comedy they're not singling out a certain individual or anything someone's into, whatever that may be. I feel like they hit on all of it, which like you said, Dave, you know, hopefully it's not another, maybe another 20 years. I can see them going on with it if they're so willing to do it. But I definitely think it's an outlet of comedy slash TV that the world needs. Completely agree, man. Have you ever noticed too, the celebrities that have gotten mad at them are usually like the most egocentric ones? Like, Tom Cruise and Kanye West, <laughs> for instance. <too. laughs> you like fish sticks? Yeah. Tom Cruise is a fudge packer. He's packing mm-hmm. fudge. I want to know what R. Kelly thinks of uh, South Park. Oh, I'm sure Michael Jackson wasn't a fan either, actually. R. The- R. Kelly uh, has bigger problems. I think. Okay, yeah. Now I would say one of the best is I hope, I hope Caitlyn Jenner. He's like, what's South it. Park? Yeah, I hope Caitlyn Jenner finds South Park hilarious because they did him dirty. They did her dirty. Uh, her, like her, <laughs> yeah. They did her dirty, like her face and everything. Like they hit it spot on, but also it's like, tell me my car. Let's go. I'm Caitlyn. It's so. I look fucking great. (laughs) And did they make, uh, they didn't really make, like Tom Cruise just looks like Tom Cruise, I think. Some of them they make look so ridiculous. Like, just it, the most insulting. Dude, I wish Bar- we could have seen Barbara Streisand, dude. Barbara Streisand, but <laughs> come out like, of the no closet. No one's seen Tom. Muhammad, right? Like no one saw the the, dude, the Muslim. Actually, just oh, to yeah, touch I on that, it. 
I watched that episode when it was live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the only time it aired without being they blurred. Censored. Oh, they if didn't. you watch now at the very end, they blur Muhammad. The whole episode, you're like, it's a big like payoff. You, They're like, I don't think hiding you can him even in a find it now. I think it's well, gone. The whole episode. Wow. I mean, unless whole, you have like the DVDs or whatever. There's the one yeah. that they used to release um, would censor when they finally did show Muhammad because they made him look super caricature and cartoony, dude. But then also at the end, when <laughs> Kyle's like, "I think we all learned something," he's like, "I think," and it goes beep for like two minutes, dude. And then somebody else is like, "I agree," and starts to talk, and it just does a <laughs> long beep for like another two minutes, and then the episode ends. <laughs> that's awesome yeah where it's just like well whatever they said to to go back on certain celebrities that they made fun of uh, i know this was a while back ago but jennifer lopez and the taco kisses <laughs> oh yeah tacos and burritos taco Sweet. kisses oh, that episode fucking oh, Benny. but she's like taco flavored kisses for my uh, beanie <laughs> ben Affleck, dude. Oh my god. He wakes dude. up and his hand just has splooge. Oh, Ben Affleck splooge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Taco kisses. All right, guys. That was um, a lot of really good talk on South Park and just Trey and Matt overall. Obviously, I feel like the guys are geniuses and I hope with that production company and their film company that they just keep on creating content for us, you know, until I don't want to do it anymore, I guess. But I will go ahead and pass the shovel over to my main man, the other Chris. I believe he prepared some trivia for us this week. All right, everybody. I prepared a little trivia for us. I thought maybe you're a little bit more of South Park aficionados. So I'm going to try to keep it to the easier ones. Throw a couple curveballs in there. Nice. See how you do. All right. Cool, cool. Hell there yeah. Hell yeah. Here's a really easy Hell one. yeah. Let's, Let's go. <laughs> oh, we're hyped. We're ready. Let's do it. Guys, if you're paying attention earlier, when did South Park first air? 97. Damn, these guys were quick with it. I knew Bonus, that was coming. Through. I said it. What month in 97? September? August. August, May. Alex. Damn. So thirteenth or fourteenth? I'm not sure. It is the thirteenth, man. I'm gonna. So Alex gets that point. I'm giving it to him. Okay. Let's keep going here, man. Kyle Brafalowski, one of the main characters, has a pretty famous cousin who shows up in a few of the episodes. He's a super annoying Jewish kid. What is his first oh, name? Oh fudge. Marshall. <laughs> no. Damn it. Fuck. I can't remember, dude. Trick question, you bastards. It's also Kyle. Oh! Hey, 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 hey. Okay, here's one uh, you guys might know. Mr. Garrison has always had, uh, you know, Mr. Slave, his famous sidekick. <laughs> but he also has a sidekick hand puppet. Can you tell me his name? Mr. Hand. No. Oh, fuck. Um, 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 close, though, Dave. Mr. Hat. Yes. Oh, Mr. Hat. I was like, fuck, what is it, dude? I knew Tell I knew Mr. That Hat. Shit. Such a crazy character of transformation. Mr. Slave, dude, like, is such a crazy character. If you see too. like his transformation though, from like that one character and what he's become over time. Well, I was gonna say that episode with the beavers and stuff too, where I think it's when he first transitions. Was that the first episode? I am a woman. <laughs> Kenny, our famous scientist from the new episodes used to get killed every single episode. How did he first die? He was killed by aliens. He was shot by an alien laser beam, but he lived through that and something else happened afterward. He was set on fire. Also happened, but he was shown to have lived through the flame. Did did something drop on him? 
Or like decapitate Stampede of sorts? No, I guess you're getting closer. He was struck. Lightning. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn, uh, man, I don't know. Like a, Yeah, it's a good, uh, good one. Uh, Mr. Bar Brady's police car. Smashing <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> you bastards. What color is Kenny's hair? Orange, red. Blonde. Blonde, baby. Boom. Uh, Kyle's hair is red, isn't it? Big is on the board. Yeah. Yes, Kyle does have red hair. Woo! They didn't show Kenny's blonde hair for a very long time until, I believe... The, end the, of the movie. movie, yeah, the yeah. end of the movie, you finally mm-hmm. saw it, which now you see it, uh, you know, every now and then, but mm-hmm. forever, it was a mystery. All right, some more uh, sidekick questions. Cartman has a little character, a little frog that he carries around with him in the f- early seasons. Clyde. Yes, sir. Clyde oh, Frog. Clyde Frog. <laughs> Clyde Frog. I did not. Bonus. What's his cat's name? Um, Mr. Whiskers. Mr. No, it's it's um, Mr. Kitty. Yes. Yeah. Kitty. Kitty. No, Kitty. <laughs> Kitty. <laughs> this is my cheese pot. My dad Kitty. calls his cat Mr. Kitty. Uh, I think I don't know. Right now, it's kind of a toss-up. Fig might be losing, but Alex and David are a little bit close. So we're gonna go through a few more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Butters in the new ones. He's he's Victor Chouse, but he originally was Professor Chaos. Can you tell me what his sidekick's name was? Oh, damn it. Mysterio? It was that little redheaded, was that little redheaded kid. I know who it is. Oh, the Mysterio. The Mysterio thing was uh, when what's-his-name was a superhero. Kit, when Kyle yeah, was Kenny. a superhero. Fuck, okay. Damn it. Or Kenny, yes. Kenny was a superhero. What is... Ah, oh, man. Professor Chaos was a villain who had a evil sidekick. Damn, is dude. Is it one word or two? Two words, dude. I see, I see him, the little kid. In my head, but I don't know his, what his name is. You guys are killing me. And the something? General? Destruction? Disarray. Disarray, damn General it. disarray, dude. <laughs> Dang it, yeah. That was good. Sorry, South Park fans. Okay, we'll do uh, one last question. Just not even regard Fig's score and say this one's for all the fucking marbles, dude. Whoever gets it closest wins the, the prize, all which right. is my, my love. Fuck yeah. How many episodes of South Park have there been? 220. Four hundred. Uh, I'm going to say two. two uh, I know it's two something, dude. I'm going to say 242. Dave is the closest, but the answer is 309. Oh, oh, oh I guess we're playing. What was it? Is it Jeopardy rolls? If you, if you go over, you bust. So Alex would win? Bust a bust. I don't know. But well, we didn't go over. We were in the 200s. He said 309. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Alex, well, I was. I lost. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, what did, I what did Alex too, I said I 400. 400 and something. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, he busted. Okay, he busted. Got Bust that wrong. Bust. My bad. But yeah, 309 episodes as of good. now. I don't know if that counts the specials. So, Wow, 309. Dude, good job, Those guys. were uh, really good trivia, man. Unfortunately, we missed some that we should have known, but I could not remember. And then you'd say them. I was like, God damn it. I did know that. Try to keep them to the earlier seasons, and uh, you, guys, you guys still lost. That was still good, though, bro. All right, guys. Well, even though you aren't the aficionados of South Park, I wish you were. I appreciate for playing. <laughs> David, we're going to give you the win. Now we're going to pass it on to the always classic One Has to Go. What you going to pick? Don't pick no stupid shit, because one has to go. 
Yeah, I'm going to jump right into South Park land and just say one has to go. Favorite South Park episode. Ooh, Choose okay. wisely. For some reason, the first one that popped in my head, I'll just go with it. It's the Scott Tetterman must die episode. I always thought that was so fucking hilarious that Cartman was, that kid just kept bullying him and getting him and duping him, taking his money that Cartman plots this whole plan to kill him. And he's out training a pony, I believe it was, on how to bite his wiener off. Off and the pony just starts sucking on the wiener. <laughs> Stan's uncle comes by and he's like, are you trying to, Eric, are you trying to teach this pony how to suck your penis? <laughs> Dude, for me, it's it's a very hard choice. Butters, I think, might be my favorite character in the whole series. So I mentioned it earlier. I'm going with the ninja episode, man. They buy weapons at the fucking market and it goes into like a pseudo anime style. They're battling and Butters gets a ninja star thrown through his face and it cuts back to real life. And he's actually really fucked up. And they dress him <laughs> up as a dog to take him to the vet so their parents don't find out. And the fucking vets think he's a dog. Oh. Oh, man, it's the most ridiculous, hilarious shit of all time. And the whole time he's heard, he's just like, oh, oh, he's like not speaking. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to act like a dog. It's a great choice, dude. You're safe in my book. So I will also go with a butter-centered episode. One of the episodes I do remember from way back is the Sea Monkey episode, man, and how Butters was always calling out things they were doing that the Simpsons already did. And I remember watching that episode, I'm like, damn, this is such clever writing because they were doing that stuff. Like the sea monkeys thing happened in a Simpsons episode of uh, the Treehouse of Horrors. So Butter's like, no, Simpsons, Simpsons did this already. So that was one of my favorite episodes. And I remember one line that always stuck out with me with that episode was they're trying to get more sea monkeys. And Cartman was like, oh, this guy in this alleyway, he said he had a bunch of sea monkeys. I just had to close my eyes and suck out of a tube. And the butters is just like, sea monkeys, huh? He just out of a tube, sucking out of a tube. And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh my goodness, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, close my eyes and suck out of a tube. <laughs> so that would be my favorite episode. For me, I think it was all the way back with Chef, man, and he did his chocolate salty balls. He's yes. like, hey, everybody, have you seen my balls? They're big and salty and brown. I don't even remember what the fucking story was other than that, but all he was talking about his chocolate balls that everybody loved, dude. Hello, children. <laughs> like I mentioned, I haven't watched South Park in, in a while. Chef, they killed him off, right? The, the yeah, voice actor. He was a Scientologist, and I think he was upset with how much they were going at Scientology. They killed him off pretty brutally on the show, dude. You should watch that episode. I I believe I did watch that episode. I think oh. I might have watched it with you guys because it was like a big thing because it was like, oh, chef's back. Mm. But he was like a robot. Yeah. He took voice clips from like previous episodes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, hate to, like, I hate to do it, Al, but all of these episodes are so near and dear in my heart. I'm just going to vote off the Salty Balls episode. But that's right. such a classic staple, though. What was yours again, Dave? The Scott Tetterman episode. Oh, Scott Tetterman. Scott Tetterman. Man, that one and Alex's are just so like, classic quintessential South Park. I hate to do it because I love butters, but Fig, I, I gotta do the Ooh. Sea Monkey episode. Uh, man, for sure, for sure. For myself, I definitely watched the Chocolate Salty Balls one, but I think the other two, Chris and Dave, I don't r recall those episodes. From your description, Chris, that episode sounds fucking hilarious. Uh, Dave, yours does too, but if I had to choose what episode I'd want to watch, I would choose the one as Butters as a dog. You see, there was like 
and some uh, anime aspects to they, it they buy well. ninja weapons at like a carnival in town they fake like their parents are dead and they're orphans so the guy will sell them like real ninja weapons and Kenny, <laughs> Kenny buys a ninja star and they're acting like in their imagination like they're warriors so it goes into their imagination and it's like anime style and that's where Butters is Professor Chaos for the first time he's their enemy they're like beefing with Craig and the other kids and yeah. so they all start fighting like ninjas dude with their and weapons and Kenny gets hit with a ninja star and it's a real ninja star they bought from the carnival so it really fucks his face up and that's oh. when like they dress him up as a dog to try to get him to the vet so he can oh. get help oh it's kenny that gets dressed up no no uh, it, no no, no. kenny throws the ninja star into oh, but- butters face oh butters okay yeah, yeah that that episode dave your, your episode sounds funny too but that episode i might <laughs> no, even then, throw that out wa- oh, bro dude, you gotta look that up and watch it it's it's making me great. want it's making me want to watch it again dude because right when it hits him it's like a crazy looking professor chaos and it's like like it would be an anime and then it just goes to butters and it's like helmets off and he's just like uh <laughs> He's got a ninja star in, in his eyes. Oh, that sounds good. So, uh, sorry, Dave. Uh, my, my choice would be uh, your episode. Oh, yeah. Man. I can't. You can't. Sounds like a the, great episode. Can't vote the ninjas off. Figarilla, I'm sorry, my dude. Ooh. I would have to vote you off the island. Sounds it's good. tough, man. Like, when we all bring out good ones. For sure, man. Hey, it's uh, part of the game. So, the Sea Monkeys episode is on the boat heading off the island i would say honorable mention crips and bloods and imagination land oh, oh imagination god land so imagination good. land is crazy the imagination song yeah alex that was an awesome one but going along the lines of favorites now i gotta ask what's your guys's favorite character i alluded to it a minute ago but i'm gonna double down on it motherfucking butters dude he's so yeah. he's so funny dude. i was gonna pick butters <laughs> dude uh good choice man but i'm gonna go with stan's dad Randy, oh, man. oh dude that was my number two as well man some good fucking choice randy fantastic man if i had to then throw one out there after that tally i thought tally was just pretty hilarious and i don't know why i remember back this where he had to work at like pf chang's and he's just super stoned he's like how spicy would you like your chang sauce tally oh dude good one good one for sure don't forget to bring a towel. Don't forget to bring a towel. I'm not high. <laughs> You're high. I, I finally figured it out. Like, you got the password? No, man. It's beat the funky town. Yeah. <laughs> You're a towel. Yeah, that was good. Um, shit, you guys picked a lot of good characters. Honestly, I was gonna go with my main man Randy. Uh, I'll go with Eric Cartman for my pick. Nice man. All right, fellas, we don't want to do it, but we got to do it. So, a B. You want to kick it off, man? Chris, what did you pick again, my friend? Butters. Mm, That's me. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, hamburgers. Out of all the characters, Butters just isn't making the cut. Uh, Just because Randy would have been my first choice, and Cartman's just Cartman, y'all. Yeah, he's crazy. Butters is great, bro. I'm sorry. Victor Chouse will remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Victor Chouse, dude. Oh, I love it. I'm sorry, Alex. I don't mean to throw it right back at you. And I love Towley, but (laughs) Randy and Cartman, man, my God, they're just so great. Randy was my second choice. I'm not mad at you, bro. Bye, Towley. I love you. The Tally Intervention episode, where it's also the special, is one of the all-time best episodes as well. <laughs> I have to say Tally too, man, just because Eric Cartman, like Chris was saying, fucking Randy, 
And then Butters, they're just like staples. Butters has made himself more iconic, I think, than Tally throughout the years. But Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I just couldn't vote myself off. Butters just being so innocent, man, out of all the kids is so awesome. Exactly. And especially (laughs) tying into COVID now with everything was just like the cherry on top. His parents are like so fucked up too, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to choose Butters because he's funny without really trying to like be funny. You know, it's just the things that happen to him. Cartman, all of them, of course, but like Cartman definitely is the backbone, at least from the beginning episodes. Like I said, I haven't watched the, the more recent episodes. So I'll jump on that uh, Towley train, man. Mm. Sorry. I was going to say Butters seems like the kid that would pull his pants and underwear down to his ankles <laughs> while he took a piss. <laughs> but then he'd be the one who would be an adult that would also do that shit too. Oh, he did it. Didn't he do there. it in the special? He, yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's like, wait, you're trying to look at my dick, Carmen? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that shit is the best. He does it as Victor Chouse. I totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> you, you gave Vic a piece of paper? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's okay. I will join the uh, thing that Fig voted for. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Wait, did you get Did you get high with Tally, man? Yeah, dude. So uh, so high. <laughs> uh, so our boy Tally's on the the boat with uh, the Sea Monkeys episode. Oh yeah, there we go. Does anyone have a, another topic for uh, one has to go? Ooh, I I do have one more for you guys. Okay, we've been on South Park all night, but. You had to pick another adult themed, you know, type cartoon show like that. Which, what's your go to? You know, there's a lot of great ones out there, but for me personally, and you all need to fucking watch it The Venture Bros. Oh, hilarious, dude. Oh, Absolutely yeah, hilarious take on like Hannah Barbera cartoons and, and things like that. It sounds goofy, but it's, it's goddamn hilarious, man. <laughs> I was just going to throw out, man. I'm going to throw Rick and Morty out there, dude. Oh. Um, I still like it. I feel like it's kind of got to a point where it might have been getting a little stale, but it seems like they've done a pretty big reset now with this last season and the finale. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see where it goes. And of course, the first two seasons are so classic, in my opinion. I agree. I think, I guess if I'm going to go like iconic, then Family Guy is the one that's that's sticking out the most. Just because, I mean, they were another one that pushed the boundaries as far as like offending people and doing kind of ridiculous jokes. Even thinking that South Park episode that made fun of Family Guy was hilarious. All solid picks, my friends. I was thinking about it. I recently started watching, I don't know if you guys watched the show Big Mouth on Netflix. I was thinking of picking that. Obviously, I'm not because you guys would vote it off so easily. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I love Big Mouth. I heard it's great. Big Mouth is is super great. If you guys haven't watched it, Netflix. But I'm gonna go a little bit more classic. I'm gonna go with Futurama. Oh, Ooh, I thought nice, Alex was dude. gonna pick that, dude. I totally spaced on that, dude. Futurama is so good, man. Really good. Futurama is amazing. Can we go in a circle again, really quick? Mine is Venture Bros. I was Rick and Morty. Family Guy. Futurama. Mm. Oh, man, guys. Dude, Alex, I love you. (laughs) You know? I'm not even mad. This is on purpose, man. Like I said, I I just feel like Family Guy uh, was amazing. Like, if we're going Family Guy first three to four seasons, you're safe. But Family Guy as a whole (laughs) now has fallen so far off that I got to put him on the boat. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's okay. I get it. I watched an episode recently of Family Guy, dude, and it actually had me laughing pretty hard. And I hadn't watched it for years, 
And I've always loved that show, dude. So I'm going to say Family Guy's safe for me. Unfortunately, I've just never watched enough of the Venture Brothers, but I know it looks like a fucking dope show. I've seen like episodes here and there. I would love to deep dive into that show. I know it's probably amazing or just a really good show, but I just haven't seen it enough. So I'm going to throw that one. I have a similar story as Dave. Venture Bros, The from what I saw, was really good. It is hard because Family Guy, yeah, I think Family Guy, like you said, the first couple seasons were just really, really fucking good. And so I think, yeah, to go with Venture Bros for myself, man. Mm-hmm. Hope show, but uh, I guess just compared to the rest. <laughs> One's got to go. One's, yeah, I, dude, well. I, Strictly off not seeing it would be that reason, but now we all need to watch Venture Bros and talk about yeah. it the next pod. I'm getting on this boat. I'm pushing us offshore. <laughs> I, I just asked it, you know, you watch the show and give give us another shot someday. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. jumping on the boat with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got my <laughs> convictions, dude. I'm not leaving the Venture Brothers behind. <laughs> you got uh you got Tally there with you, man. You could get yeah, that's that's the that's the real reason I'm going. There's no weed on this island, yeah. brother. Tally <laughs> <laughs> took it all with him. It'd be a pretty cool boat to be on, actually. <laughs> be, you know is that I mean. a is it a, a party boat, man? The a seahorse party, party, party barge, oh. my friend. Party barge. Party barge, babe. A seahorse party <laughs> and Tally to clean it up afterwards. I don't know what seahorse party is but i'm down dude <laughs> seahorse party dude, sea, mon- one. sea monkeys sea monkeys oh, Sorry, yeah. my bad. okay doesn't sound as fun but I'm, I'm yeah. oh. oh dude sea monkeys love the party man but uh that was a solid round of one has to go let's uh change things up a bit that was some really great south park slash mountain trade talk man how about we go into things we're digging on so i just want to ask you fellas is there anything that you guys are currently digging on tv movie books comics whatever anything you recommend us to uh check out oh yeah i just recently popped on netflix and saw that new adam mckay movie don't look up starring the wonderful leo dicaprio jennifer lawrence meryl streep jonah hill uh all-star cast through and through it has its very serious moments, but it's hilarious and just has just comedy throughout. Just I guess Adam McKay, he does it. He he mixes satire with comedy with serious moments, and Leo does an amazing job. Highly recommend. Dude, I did see that movie, and I also recommend it, man. It, like you said, they played good on the satire, and it's even like a I would say. Not a sci-fi quite per se, but definitely had that vibe, right? Like some of the shots they showed, because, you know, I don't know if you mentioned this, but like there's a meteor slash asteroid about to hit the Earth. And a lot of those like shots, I was like, damn, this is like giving me interstellar vibes a bit. Mm -hmm. So great cast, man. Leo and Jennifer Lawrence, great chemistry. Leo was pretty funny without really trying to be funny. So, yeah, Yeah. I agree, man. I will say the cast is what drew me in. And I thought it was going to be a very serious movie. And it totally flipped it on my head, and I enjoyed the entire movie from beginning to end. So mm-hmm. I'd recommend it for any of the listeners out there. If you have a chance to watch it, catch it on yeah. Netflix. Sounds like I uh, need to give it a watch, fellas. Yes. Figueroa, what do you think, man? Anything you've been digging on or watching lately? So I was actually going to bring up that movie you just did, but luckily I did go to the movies yesterday and watch the movie Licorice Pizza, man. Nice. Yeah, dude, great movie, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, man. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, and it, uh, a good cast, too, as well. A lot of people in it, but it's focused on uh, the main character. His name's Gary, uh, played by Cooper Hoffman. And then he has, like, a love interest with this older girl that he meets, uh, Alana Haim, which she's from the band Haim. So if you guys know that. Oh, shit. Dude, she did. A, they both did a great job in this movie. Uh, set in the 70s, the aesthetic of the movie, the costumes and the music they played. I just thought it was a great movie. Just a fun it kind of had a, uh, I would say, kind of a once upon a time in Hollywood slash Days and Confused sort of plot to it. Not a whole lot really like going on. They're just kind of hanging out, going from the main character. I said, Gary, he just like this 15 year old kid. He's a hustler trying to make money. He gets himself in these situations and it just played out well. Uh, great cast. Bradley Cooper is also in it. Sean Penn, uh, Tom Waits, ton of other people, man. Whoa, so, Tom Waits. Yeah, dude. Uh, if you guys can check it out, Licorice Pizza, man, solid film. Yeah, I'm excited that they were promoting the shit out of that movie. Yeah, and it looks good. And Haim, I love Haim in general. If you don't listen to that band, um, I was gonna say just like Alex, they've been promoting the fuck out of that movie on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And no offense, a thousand apologies, but I thought that girl looked kind of weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that Haim girl? She... We can edit that out if that's rude. No. Hey, being real on the on things we dig. She has a very unique face, I'd say. But, but she And then put... how you mentioned she was 25 and he was 15 as well, man. I was just like, goo! But <laughs> it, it's one of those plots in a movie where it's kind of meant to like make you and not uncomfortable like it's not i don't want to give anything away nothing like weird happens with it but it's just the 70s i guess maybe just a different time i don't know if it was yeah. acceptable back then but obviously it's a he's 15 but he he plays like he's so much older like in the movie like he, he looks like he's 20 yeah <laughs> well no even in the movie he's just like this really mature kid and that plays into the story too as well she's like you're 15 so i think he played it out very tastefully in my opinion yeah well, that was my initial thought, but then I was like, way to go, way to go. Good for you. What about you guys? Any, uh, Chris or Dave, anything you guys have been currently digging on? Yeah, I've been uh, digging deep into season two of The Witcher on Netflix. Oh, oh I got to get on that, man. I don't know if you guys watch season one or you're a fan of the games, but Henry Cavill absolutely kills it in the role. And uh, it seems like they upped the budget a lot for season two. Uh, production values have gone way up. And I'm only about halfway through the season, but it's, uh, it's great. So I highly recommend yeah. it. My father, Gregory, also seconds that and then tells me, I think, every time I talk to him that I need to watch that. And I don't know why I haven't, man. Wait, not even season one? No excuses, bro. Ooh, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't There's watched so much good stuff out there right now. Yeah, man. it's, it's hard, hard, man. There's a lot of good shit, but I haven't that's watched one. season one either. Yeah, I mean, like you Dave, said. That, uh, slumber party? yeah binge party witcher binge party yeah there's a ton of stuff out there so understandable but i definitely got to get on that because season one i actually i believe i watched it with you chris one of the times uh i came into town we're hanging out you're like dude you gotta watch the witcher put on the first episode it was so great and you're like you want to watch another one i'm like hell yeah dude so and i just after that blew through that entire season so yeah season two is Definitely on my current list of things to watch. Witcher Boys Party. Witcher Boys. <laughs> Witcher Boys Witchers. Party, baby. <laughs> it's like Island Boys, but we're the Witcher, yeah. Witcher Boys. You guys Dude. just need to dye your hair like super blonde <laughs> and 
Become a broomstick. People are like, do you think you're Legolas or something, bro? We got a broomstick, bro. <laughs> We're the Witcher boys. <laughs> One thing that I was digging on is the show McGruber, and it is fucking hilarious, dude. Just as hilarious as the movie was. But I also want to say, have you fellas, as of today, what, it's the 30th? Um, I happened to catch Boba Fett last night. So I would like to change my answer and set McGruber to the side and just say the first episode of the book of Boba Boba Fett is really good. Dope. Damn. Fuck yeah, it was, dude. 10 out of 10. Awesome. Showing his backstory. Mm -hmm. I'm super stoked for the rest. And I would say no spoilers at all, but like the first like 10 to 15 minutes, I'd say there's like very little dialogue. So it's just like visual, visual storytelling. Yes. Dude, Dude, I I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. I'm definitely going to watch it either tonight or for sure tomorrow, man. But it's on my list. Just getting to the you know the new year getting some stuff done having we're gonna have people over so we're just getting things ready so i was like damn boba fett man i gotta watch that and i was gonna put it on late last night but i was like i'll for sure fall asleep so i'm gonna wait till tonight like i said or tomorrow to to watch it but it looks so good man i i love that they're continuing this story with boba fett oh yeah and i think mandalorian's gonna kick off right after this ends i will say just how it starts off right off the bat is fucking everything and anything you'd want. So you guys are in for a treat. Definitely watch that first episode. And I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian coming back big time too. No, no spoilers. Just nod your head. Sarlacc pit. Oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Damn. That's dope. Cause I did see him like a shot of him sitting like floating in a water. And I wonder if that, you know, Oh yeah. Fig Sarlacc pit. (laughs) (laughs) How motherfucking yeah, we get a Sarlacc pit. The pit. Boba Fett is a survivor. That's all I'll say, man. Motherfucking survivor. I want to be like, I'm a survivor. Is I know. Playing that song while he was you know, like, like the, a montage. The slowed down version too that they've been oh. playing in like trailers recently where it's like, I'm a survivor. And then it stops. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be perfect, dude. That'd be perfect. Get Beyonce on that. You guys don't have to do this, but go on Hulu and watch the premise. Uh, okay. VJ Novak wrote and directed these short 30 minute shorts man and they're fucking ridiculous it reminds me of like black mirror but without like sci-fi craziness it's just like oh they're social serious? relevant yeah okay. that sounds Damn. that sounds really cool dude i i love short series like that like just each episode it's its own thing i just i really am fascinated about how they develop shows like that dude watch it y'all it's hilarious i'm down I'll peep it out. Did All you guys right, check out that Kyle Kyle Mooney cartoon All Stars or whatever <sighs> it was Saturday? Check that out if you have the time. It's just it's funny, dude. You guys would like it for sure. But what is the title again, Dave? And where is it streaming it's, at? It's on Netflix, and I believe it's just like Saturday morning cartoons. It's something along those lines. So if you if you type that in, or even just Kyle Mooney, I'm sure it'll pop up. But it is right up your, your guys's alley. I'm sure it's just very nostalgic '90s cartoons, late '80s cartoons that he's oh, yeah. made, and they're just funny. So check it out. Nice, will do, man. But on that note, my friends, another great episode of Things We Dig. As always, I'm Chris Fig. Later days, my friends. Peace out, everybody. Keep on digging through this new year. We just dug ourselves up out of this hole, baby. I'll see you next time. See you later, dudes.